0: Two battleships assigned to the training squadron had been at sea maneuvers in heavy weather for several days. I was serving on the lead battleship, was on watch on the night, on the bridge as night fell. The visibility was poor with patchy fog, so the captain remained on the bridge, keeping an eye on all activities. Shortly after dark, the lookout on the wing and the bridge reported light bearing on the starboard bow. Is it steady or moving astern, the captain called out. Lookout replied, steady captain, which meant we were on a dangerous collision course with that ship. The captain then called to signal and signal that ship, we're on a collision course, advise you change course 20 degrees. Back came a signal, advisable for you to change course 20 degrees. The captain said, send, I'm a captain, change course 20 degrees. I'm a seaman, second class came the reply, you had better change course 20 degrees. By that time the captain was furious, he spat out, send, I'm a battleship, change course 20 degrees. Back came a flashing light, I'm a lighthouse, we change course. So there's three lessons in this. Um, this isn't the third lesson necessarily that I'm gonna talk about. But there's three lessons in this. Number one is, where in your life have you found yourself in the captain's role demanding someone else changing course when it really should have been you changing course, right? So I want you to think of different situations that may have occurred in your life where you thought you were absolutely 100% right but when in effect you really weren't right, you know? Uh, example that <clears throat> many people have told me, um, before is they'll see, uh, which I like kind of illustrating as a point, is they'll see uh, a child crying hysterically in a restaurant or in a supermarket um, and they'll be thinking to themselves, oh, can't that parent just control that kid? You know, like if that was my kid, I would show them something and they wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. And when you, if you talk to the person, the parent, you find out this is a child on the spectrum or this is a child with some severe issue and controlling themselves is not as easy as you think it is, right? So, So when you see a child that's crying, right, you can say, ugh, bad parenting, whatever. Or maybe you should think, wow, what's going on in this situation, right? Like, put yourself in the other person's shoes. So that, yes, it could be bad parenting, but maybe there's something happening with the child that needs to be looked at. And that gives you a different perspective, right? If you know the child is hurting, right? So maybe the child is screaming because the, the lights are so bright in the supermarket that it's affecting them. Maybe it's the, there's so much hustle and bustle going on in the supermarket that it's affecting their sensory ability to process, right? You can't look at someone and just make an assumption about something, so that's the first lesson, I think, from this. The second thing is, where your life if you found, have you found yourself in the lighthouse role, knowing you couldn't change course if you wanted to, but you really but someone else maybe had to change around you, right? So, like, the lighthouse, is a fixture, the lighthouse can't move. So, now obviously in this story, a better response initially, when the captain sent to the lighthouse, you should change course, the best response should have been what? The first response should have been, I'm a lighthouse. Like, that would have been the best response, right? So, I think that's an important lesson too, is that in this interchange, you know, if the, the first thing that says, if I was with you to change, it should have said here, I'm a lighthouse. You guys should change you know, 20- your course because that would have changed the entire story. That would have changed the entire interchange of what happened between this battleship and this lighthouse, which supposedly is a true story from Stephen Covey. Um, so that's the next thing I want you to think about. And the third thing I want you to think about is just the point of, of a lighthouse, right? So like my whole goal of, as a chiropractor is to, is to be like a lighthouse, is to be a beacon, you know, of hope for our, our patients. So you know, yesterday a mom comes in and we started seeing her four-year-old boy a couple of years ago, I mean a couple of months ago, maybe two, yeah, about two months ago. Uh, and he, had, he was a, a, a child on the spectrum with no not speaking at all. And the mom is, uh, I'm adjusting the boy, and the mom says, you know, son, tell him your name. And he says his name, and, which is just amazing. And, he's, and she says, and how old are you? You know, I'm four. And who am I? I'm mommy. And who is this? Dr. Rubin. Right? So unbelievable changes you know, that can happen. And tears are coming out of my eyes, and her eyes. And it's a beautiful thing. And right? another child I'm adjusting that's also on the spectrum, who, up until when I first saw him, he's 16. Up until when I first saw him, he didn't say much at all. Yesterday, um, he looks me in the eyes, the mom says, Say uh, say goodbye to Dr. Rubin, and instead of saying goodbye, he looks me in the eyes and he says, Thank you for everything. Oof. Yeah. And that was not expected whatsoever, but that's and so the mom and I are tearing up uh, because this is this is the profound changes, the the lighthouse changes, right, that you guys can make in people with your hands, right? With just your hands, I'm not doing anything. There's nothing electronic about anything I'm doing. My hands and the parents doing stuff at home neurologically to help their kids. Right. This is a this is a very different chiropractic paradigm than the back pain, neck pain paradigm. Right. So I want you to really think about being a lighthouse in your community. About you are a beacon of hope. Right. So forgetting about the story where the lighthouse is kind of antagonistic to the voucher. But I want you to think about you being a beacon of hope in the community. Right? Because, and even even if you are just doing that kind of acting, which is there's nothing wrong with that. You can still be a beacon of hope, but just teach people. Right? Teach people. So last night I have a young lady who's been coming in, she's a mom of two kids. Uh, and in the beginning we always offer if she really bring her kids to get checked, and I'll, you know, some people are just it was so totally dead set against that kind of stuff. And last night she said to me, "You know, I've been watching you adjust all these kids, and I want to ask you a question. Like, my kids got, you know, all these ear infections and allergy problems. Do so you think you can help?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think we should talk about this, right?" So this is called titrating, right? Titrating, and this is the beauty of having an open adjustment area for those of you who are, you know, open up your own practices, or at some point will design your own practice, right? The beauty of having Adjusting area is it's everybody sees everything, right? Whereas in a closed like my first office for, for my first 12 years when I was in Jersey was a closed room. It seems other like people saw that there were kids there, they didn't know what on earth was going on, right? They couldn't tell with they had adjusted, but it was being there, hanging out, whatever. You know, this mom has watched me adjust people for a couple of months or first few months of, of her own care so she knows what it looks like. She knows kids like getting adjusted. She has seen, right, right before, there were two kids battling to get adjusted first, right? right? Two, a brother and a sister were battling, you know, and trying to, I want to go, no, oh, I want to go first, right? And that's, a, that's exactly the thing you to So I didn't have to educate her every single time, saying, and this is why I'm doing this. I didn't want to force feed why I should see her kids, because sometimes I would turn people off to push it, very right? You haven't seen your kids yet, right? right. That's not my personality. So I do it by this sort of secondary titration, where they see it over and over and over and over again. And then if you don't automatically bring your kids in, which is the majority of our patients, then you, and after a while you're like, I really should bring my kids in. Because you see it again and again in you year, and people talk to you about it. And, and you know her son had come in a few visits before just to watch. Um, if she you know, happened to happen. And that's the whole idea of being of the lighthouse. Of your being in this lighthouse, so that you are you are this beacon of light, and everywhere around you, you are casting light on that area. So you want people to like. One of my goals, one of my mission statements, is to make people feel happier when they walk out when they, than when they walk in. That's my goal. Right? It's not about making them feel better or making their symptoms go away. It's about making them, as a person, have a more positive outlook when they leave than when they came. And that's an important thing that we train our interns and our staff and everybody who works with us is we want them to feel we want people to feel good and we want people work there to feel we want the whole thing to be feel good. Your patients walk in and they say this is like an oasis, like you have a positive a positivity oasis, and right? that's what we want our office to be like. It's a special place where. Kids love to be there, and they love to hang out, and they love to, to, and and, uh, adult patients enjoy watching their kids or their grandkids or other people's kids, you know, just playing, right? And to me, that's a Lighthouse experience that I hope you guys are able to set up in your future offices.